Hi everybody, this is the second season of the podcast now. I never thought we'd get to a second season, but being the season is less than a week away and this is the kind of a, a preview of the next season, I thought we'll start it as a new season. So this is episode one. Um, so today I've got Mark again with me, Mark uh, Sweeney, uh, 1981, at 1981Spur on Twitter if you don't follow him. Um, so give him a follow if you don't. So today, talk about uh, what we think, a preview of uh, how each team in the league will do. Uh, obviously, the focus on Tottenham there. The need for a striker, which strikers should we get? Which ones are we linked with? Uh, There's good signs that we've made, although Hart made a bit of a clangor against Watford. Uh, and do we need a playmaker? And if so, who? Uh, Ericsson's been linked with us. I'd take him back, uh, but we'll talk about that. Uh, and then, spoiler alert, uh, Mark's been watching the All or Nothing documentary, so he's up to date on, on so far. Uh, so he's going to be talking about that. So that's at the end, but there is a spoiler warning uh, just before it. So if you want to listen to the podcast but don't want that spoiled, um, there is a spoiler warning when we're talking about that, although there are little tidbits uh, in the episode uh, before that. But the main spoilers will be at the end, uh, so there will be a spoiler warning if you want to duck out then. Uh, but for the moment, let's talk Tottenham. Hi Mark, welcome back. Uh, after another Thank couple you. of weeks absent. Uh, yeah, you... I'm looking to be back. Let's have a chat again. Yeah. Are you looking forward to the new season or are you a true Tottenham fan, a bit like, Ugh. No, I'm really looking forward to it, actually. Um, it's nice that we haven't had a massively long pre-season, I think. It's mm. nice just to seem to have had a little break of a few, uh, a month and a half, it seems like, and then just crack on again. No, I'm really looking forward to the new season. Yeah. Now we've got players back as well. Yeah, it's going to be good, yeah. hopefully. Well, I've, I've seen that uh, quite a few Premier League players are getting coronavirus, so like whoever decided to have an international break just before the season needs firing, because that's just crazy, yeah, absolutely stupid, but... I think yeah, Matt, I think I mentioned that um, on the last pod. We yeah. did it. It's absolutely madness. Man City that. got three. I don't know if we've got any, but Undombele had it recently, apparently. But yeah. Whoever yeah, decided that, that moron should be fired. It's ridiculous, yeah. It's stupid. There's your way for you, really. Yeah, well, it doesn't surprise you, really, does it, depressingly? Nope. Um, well, obviously, with a new season comes all these... Uh, predictions on how teams will do, how we'll do, so we'll get to Tottenham in a bit, but I thought what we'd do is uh, go through the rest of the Premier League, it's obviously a Tottenham podcast, so the majority of it will be Tottenham, uh, every other team and how they do in the league will affect Tottenham in a way, so I thought we'd go through them alphabetically and then how we think they'll do, so we'll start with Arsenal, uh, for me they're a mix between Liverpool and a relegation team, uh, they've got good going forward in their strikers, they get them in the game and that's how they play. But against stronger teams like you saw in the uh, Community Shield or whatever it's called now, they just sit back and do a job and play on the counter. Like They'll obviously be going for top four, they're not championship winning material. What do you think about them? In, uh, in, in, in a how they'll do next season, not what do you think about them in general? Yeah, I know, I'm not going to go into <laughs> that. Um, I think they'll be quite um, similar to us, really. 
Um, I think that they'll be in and around the top four. I don't think they'll be quite good enough to get the top four, mm. the same as what, um, as will come on to us. But yeah, I, I think they'll be, they'll, they'll do okay. Uh, they'll do better than what they did last season. Although, to be fair to them, they won the FA Cup, didn't they? So that's not a bad season. No. I'll take that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think they'll 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 be doing a little bit better in the league than they did last season. Um, they've improved their defence, haven't they? They've signed mm. a couple of defenders. Still got um, David so Luiz back there. Yeah, they've got David Luiz. I don't think he'll. They've signed that um, the French defender, haven't they? That they yeah. had back on loan um, in France last season. They've signed Gabriel yeah. Lille, who's again I've never seen him play to be completely honest, but he's got a good reputation. Um, and um, there's other teams chasing him, so you know, supposedly a good, good, solid defender, left-footed defender. Um, so I think they'll be stronger at the back, and so they've improved that area. So yeah, I think yeah, they'll be in and around the top four. But I don't think they'll be good enough to make the top four. No. Uh, Villa, I think, depending on what Grealish does, will depend on what they do. I think they're still very reliant on him. Uh, Bright, yeah, relegation battle again, I would say. Yeah, uh, yeah, they haven't really signed anyone, but Brighton, I don't think they've signed anyone, but I, I worry for them. I think they've got a tough season. They struggled to, they started off really well last year, uh, and then their lack of goals uh, kind of became apparent. But I like Brighton. Yeah, I don't mind them. I, I didn't like that they sacked uh, Chris Hewitt when they did. No, but, no. Um, it proved to be um, it didn't do them any any harm, did it? To be honest, yeah. with you, they survived last season. So, do you, do you um, think they'll go down or they'll just survive? I think, I think they're going to be in a relegation battle. They'll be in the, they'll be in the relegation battle, whether they'll go down or not. I don't, as you say, I, I, I haven't seen that they've signed anyone. Aaron Moy left. Was he? I don't know. I, I think I read that Aaron Moy had left, which I found quite strange because I yeah. thought he was one of their better players. But I yeah. could be wrong with that. I, you know, you see things on Twitter; they're not necessarily true. But I thought that I read that somewhere well, that he had yeah, gone, uh, which which I would have been surprised about because I think he's um, he's quite a decent player for them. Um, so who knows? Yeah. Uh, next is Chelsea. I'll let you go first because I've got a moan on this one. Uh, I think they'll be up there challenging for the title, to be honest with you. You think they're a dark horse? I do. I do think they're a dark horse. Um, if he can get them, if he can get them players playing, um, I think they've got. I don't think they will win the title, but I definitely think they'll be up there challenging, and they'll definitely be a, a massive improvement of what they, how good they were last season. Yeah. Although, I mean, defensively, I still think they're going to be weak because I don't think Thiago Silva's up to the Premier League. No. Uh, their keeper's not much cop. Um, so I think going forward they're going to be a threat but they can be got out of the back to be honest with you because yeah. um, like, from my knowledge I mean Chilwell okay he's not a £50 million player for me yeah. um, he's okay but he's not going to include them vastly at the back is he yeah. um, he's not that much better than Alonso for me um, so yeah they're, they're, they'll be they'll be right up there um, yeah. challenging what's your mode? Well, I think it will depend very much on whether the uh, sign-ins gel. But like, my my moan is that last year they were all uh, for one season only because they were forced. They were Chelsea, Frank Lampard building on youth and bringing youth yep. through, and then all of a sudden, yep. all those signings have been replaced by big money signings. So you know, but it, but it, no, but he'll still get uh, you know all this praise from the media, wouldn't he? 
And I hope they really fail because of that. I mean, they're not even a team, are they? They're, they're, they're basically some crooks, billionaire crooks play thing. Yes, they are. So it they should are it should be Arsenal being a Tottenham fan, but I hate Chelsea more. I hate Arsenal more, but I, I absolutely hate the test. I, I, yeah. It's the old saying, isn't it? You're born to hate Arsenal. Yeah. You hate Chelsea because you're a human. Everyone should hate Chelsea. Yeah, but I, I, I hope they just yeah. a disgusting yeah. club. Yeah. I, I, I have res- I have a respect for Arsenal and the things that they do. Yeah. A grudging respect and stuff for Arsenal. Mm. Uh, they're a proper club, run properly. Um, and I, I don't like saying that they're our rival, and I don't, I can't stand them. But they mm. do do things properly. Whereas Chelsea, there's so much to hate about Chelsea as a football club. Yeah. But, yeah. But, you know, from the fans to the players to their history of racism, mm. um, to their recent history of racism, to their oligarch owner who's got links to Putin, and yeah. there's so much. You know, it's, it's yeah, they're, they're a horrible class. Yeah. Horrible. So I can see why you would hate them all the time. Yeah. So let's move on from them scum. Uh, Palace. I think they'll be mid-table, but again, like Villa, it very much depends on what Zaha does. But I don't think they'll go down because defensively, Hodgson has got them solid and, and yeah. uh, disciplined. So I think if Zaha has a good season, uh, they could push for you, I believe, possibly. They've made a really good, exciting signing as well mm. uh, from the kid from QPR. Um, we oh, were linked with him. Ezzy, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. Oh. He, I think he's going to be a special player. I really mm. do. Yeah. Uh, and we've seen players like that come and go, to be honest with you. He might not. Mm. But from the bits, I, again, I've not seen a lot. I, I watch the championship highlights and stuff, and I've watched, because we were linked with him, I've kept a bit of an eye on him. Yeah. Uh, I think he's. I think he's going to be a tremendous player. Yeah. And, and we were linked pretty heavily with him. So I was yeah. linked to a few QPR fans on Twitter. And they were like, yeah, this kid is the real deal. And yeah. they, they've seen some great players down well, he's there. He's got a good manager yeah. there, isn't he? And, and he seems like a kid that's got um, his head screwed on as well. Yeah. Um, you know, he's not. he doesn't seem like one of these party boys and that. He's quite religious. He, he just wants to knuckle down and train. Mm. And, yeah. and so, you know, I, I think they've got a special player there. So I agree with you. I think, yeah, mid-table. Yeah. Um, you know, you know put, put maybe a possible outsider to fight for. A top seven, eight finish. Uh, I don't think they'll quite have enough, but they'll be you know, they'll be top, maybe top half, maybe you know number ten yeah. finish for them. Uh, next one is a really interesting one. They've got a great manager who I wouldn't have been upset with after Pochettino did leave if we'd have got him. They've just signed James Rodriguez today, Everton. I mean, like Chelsea, if their signings can gel, they can really push that top four. I think. I mean, they're, they're not going to win a league. But like in terms of pushing top four, if their players gel quickly, they've got a good tactician there. I think they could be a real good dark horse and good shout for top four. I like Everton. I've always mm. liked Everton. They remind me of Tottenham in a way, but yeah. we've just sort of moved. We've just moved ahead of them in the mm. recent years. Yeah. Um, but they're one of them clubs that they're a bit like West Ham for me in the respect that they sign these players and you look at it and you think, bloody hell, they're going to have a good season. Yeah. And it never seems to quite click for them. I've been in this position with Everton before where I thought they made some fantastic signings. Yeah. And it never seems to quite go. Like with Rodriguez, is he, you know, what is he? He went to Bayern, done okay. Um, you look at his scoring record, it's good. Whether he's going to come into the Premier League and, and set it alight, I'm not sure, you know. I'm no. not sure. I, it, 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 
It's going to be a hit and miss, isn't it? He could be an absolute yeah. sensation and everyone's going to go, why the hell didn't we go for him? Yeah. Or he's going to be a total flop. It's not going to be, yeah. it's going to be one or the other, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think they're very similar to Chelsea in that their season, good or bad, is 50-50 for me because it all depends on whether they're signings gel. Um, I just hope they don't play in the first game against us, to be honest. I'm hoping <laughs> that they haven't Well, it's a good time to play them, isn't training it? Training sessions. Yeah, yeah. It's a good time to play them. They haven't had the much time to gel and get to know each other. Yeah. yeah. And I agree. I like Ancelotti, but I'm hoping, I was thinking about this earlier, I'm just hoping that he's lost a bit of his spark. I don't know whether he has or not, but yeah. I, I like Ancelotti. I've always yeah. liked Ancelotti. I think he's a great manager. And yeah. so I like Everton. And I think that they'll be, they'll be definitely be fighting for a, a, a Europa League spot. And, and you never know, like you say, if they... If they get a bit of luck and you get James um, Rodriguez firing, they maybe could push for Champions League places. It all just depends on how they gel. Yeah. Um, it's as simple as that. Yeah. Talking of our teams that uh, you like and managers you like, I do like Fulham. I do like Scott Parker. Uh, but again, I, th- I think they're. I, I think he'd have learned a lot, and the players that were there when they got relegated would have learned a lot. But again, it's all going to be if Mitrovic can score goals, they'll stay up. Yeah, I really hope that they, that Fulham have enough to stay up. Um, so I'd love to see Scott Parker. Um, Onima. Yeah, I, I, I'd love to see Scott Parker do well. Um, yeah. Going back to when he was at West Ham, I remember there, there was in a relegation battle and he'd done a team talk apparently and Cole, Cole sort of said we'd run through brick walls for him. Yeah. Um, so I've always thought he would make a good manager. Mm. Um, so I hope, hopefully, I do think that they'll be in a relegation fight. But I hope they've got enough, uh, like you say, with Mitrovic to get them the goals to stay up. But we'll see. We'll yeah. see on that one. Another 50-50 team for me, Leeds. Uh, it's been a long time coming them back in and they've been on the verge there for a few years now and they've finally done it. Uh, they could do a Sheffield United and surprise people. Not not as good defensively, though. But then they could do a Sheffield United in sense of uh, doing well but scoring a lot of goals. But then they could end up having a bit of a shock on being in the relegation battle. Mm. Yeah, going from clubs that you really like to other ones that you really <laughs> like. And I, I never understood where, oh, congratulations, Leeds, come back after all. No, not, not really. They're another horrible club um, that have had horrible fans in the past. You know, you're, you're roughly the same kind of age as me, Chris. You yeah. can remember what their fans are like and, mm. and the type of club that they are. Um, they are so in saying that, they are a very loyal fan base, mm. um, and, and they didn't deserve. You know, they, they are they are a big club, mm. uh, and in a way, with a begrudging way again, they are a, they are a top club. They are a yeah. Premier League. And how do you think club. they'll do? Like, do I hope well, or, or, or <laughs> 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 uh, I, I think they'll survive. To be honest with you, because mm. I think Bielsa is a good manager. Yeah. Um, but with Bielsa, it could all it could all implode at any time. With him, it'll be fireworks. It's going to be entertaining having him in the Premier League. Yeah. That's what I will say. Um, but I can. I, here's my little, um, my little uh, Mystic Meg prediction. He won't last the season. Really? I he think that some, I don't think I don't think he'll last the season. Yeah. He will kick off. Something will happen, and he will leave Leeds by the end of the season. Yeah. That, that's my little prediction. But we'll yeah. see. So everyone, I, I everyone got a lab books. You heard it here first. Yeah, yeah, don't do that, guys. <laughs> I get to say. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I want them to go down. I, I think they'll survive. I do think they'll survive. Yeah. Uh, Leicester, I think 
I'm not sure about top four with them, you know. I think fifth is their best. Like, Vardy's getting on a bit, although he can still do a job. Chilwell's going to be a bit of a loss. But again, it's going to... If, if Madison doesn't play well, they're going to struggle, I think. If he plays well, they could do what I've just said. I don't think they will and get in the top four again. Well, I think last season was a bit of a full season yeah. for Leicester. I don't think that they're going to be anywhere near the top four. Uh, they'll definitely be in and around the Europa League spots um, with us. Um, but I think we're better than them. Yeah. Um, like you say, Vardy's uh, another year older. He seems to keep going and going and going. Um, but, yeah, they've lost Chilwell. Yeah, yeah, I, do, I totally agree with you. I think it depends on Madison as well. Yeah. Um, whether he can keep himself fit, whether he's got desire. I, I, I don't think they're as good as... Um, where they were last season. We see that after the after the lockdown, they come back and didn't play very well, did they? And yeah. I think if we'd have had another couple more games, we would have overtaken them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, um, yeah, in and around the Europa League places, mm. yeah. yeah. Uh, next two teams, not really too much to say, just which one of them wins the league, Liverpool, City. It's City for me. I don't think Liverpool have strengthened enough. City have and City always come back like hung and Pep always hungry when they haven't won anything, when when they haven't won the league. Who, uh, who do you think's higher? Yeah. yeah, I think at the minute you'd have to probably say City, mm. um, but then we don't know what Liverpool. Maybe they'll maybe they will strengthen before the mm. um, not the start of the season because that's next weekend, isn't it? Yeah. But, well, Rick <laughs> Minamino scored didn't he in the is it the charity? Yeah. Community the Shield, so, Shield. so yeah. he hasn't really played, has he? So you could argue that he's kind of a new player. Yeah. But then everyone um, last year said City would win the league. I did, and then Liverpool ended up winning it by a canter in the end. Yeah, I mean, listen, we've all sort of had our say on Liverpool, but you know they deserve it. Mm. They, 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 they've been Klopp's done a fantastic job there. Yeah. Um, but I hope that I'd rather City win it. Because you've always got the, you can always throw that. Oh, they just spend loads of money. At the, <laughs> uh, yeah. so, I, I like to, I like to have that. I like to have that in the bag. Whereas with Liverpool, um, again, you, you know, if they win the league, they've done it the right way, and, and they've done it with a fantastic manager, and they've spent the money that they've earned, um, and they've done it the correct way, and he's built a good team. So yeah. if they do do it, fair play to them. Yeah. Really. As much as I can't stand them, you have to take your hat off and give credit where credit's due, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you, you, but yeah, hope City win it. Yeah. Next, you've said Chelsea are your dark horse for the title. Mine would be United. They've got a real way of playing now. They may have to get a new defender because they may have lost one due to the law. Um, but going forward with them three up front and now Van der Beek and Fernandes and Pogba, if he stays, I think going forward... They've got a lot there, but it will depend if their defence is up to scratch and if uh, De Gea wants to make any clangers or not. Yeah, and I reckon they're going to get Sancho as well. Mm. Um, I yeah. think that that's going to happen. Um, so, yeah, I just don't... I just The only reason I would doubt they'll have a... Um, they'll definitely be top four, um, which is why I don't think us or Arsenal will make the top four, because I think mm. Man United... Yeah. I think for me, it's City, Liverpool, Chelsea and Man United all day long. Because yeah. um, they've strengthened and we've, we have strengthened, but not to the level that they have. Yeah. Um, but I, I, 
I just don't. I don't rate Solskjaer to be honest with you. No, he's um, not. T- he's not a tactical genius, is he? But no, no, I just don't rate him personally. But I, but I, think, I, he's, think, yeah, I think he's got a good. If team they got Pochettino in, you know, if they got Pochettino in, I, I, I think they would have a better chance. And, and, and you know, I think they've got a good enough team to to compete. But I just don't. I just doubt. I have my doubts on Solskjaer on yeah. that one. The top four for sure. Yeah. Next, we've got three teams that I think will be around mid-table. Newcastle, who just bought Callum Wilson. We'll get onto that a bit later because uh, that was who we were linked with. So he's got them playing well. They don't, they don't score enough, but then they've got someone who can score there. Uh, Sheffield United, I think it'll be a def- difficult second season, but I think they're too well drilled to go down and concede too many goals. And then Southampton, again, if things plays well, Scores the goals, they're well drilled as well. So top half and, and similar to Palace for me, Southampton if if Ings can score goals. Yeah, um I think Newcastle, um I said to my mum went for a run with a friend who's a Newcastle fan and they signed Brian Fraser today, didn't they? They got Callum Wilson. Oh, did they? Oh, right. Yeah. Well, that's a good uh, partnership they, there, isn't it? They they'll know each other's I think they recruited really well actually. Yeah. Um and, and I think they've got quite a decent attack now. Yeah. Um, so you know, I, I think that they'll do okay. Um, Sheffield United, Southampton. I, I think Sheffield United will do okay again. I don't think they'll be. Um, I don't think they'll be up there, but you never yeah. know. To be honest, yeah. no one thought that this season. I, I think maybe top half finish of Sheffield United. I don't think they'll be in near the relegation zone. Yeah. I think Southampton again. Um, Man's done a great job there, in and around sort of tenth. 10th, 11th, 12th, yeah, like like you say, I can see all, all of them, uh, they'll be sort of top, fight for a top half finish, I would say, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, anywhere between, they won't be in a relegation battle, but they won't be sort of in the Europa slots, but in any one of them, if they if they have a good start and can get it together, they could push for, for, you know, for something better than the top half finish, you never know, Yeah. you always get that one surprise, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think it could be Leeds uh, as the surprise this season, but uh, I, I don't think it'll be the next team, West Brom. I think they're in a relegation battle. Bilic, for me, isn't a Premier League manager. He's a good championship manager, not a Premier League manager for me. And they they had the uh, uh, promotion wrapped up and they kind of tried their best to squander it, didn't they? So yeah. I think under pressure, yeah. under pressure there, that shows maybe not quite there and relegation is going to be a lot bigger pressure there. So I think they'll be... Relegation, Kansas. Well, they, they're the biggest yo-yo team going, aren't they? So yeah, two teams left, but I'll skip the next one for the moment because that's moan number two. Uh, so last one, Wolves. I think he's done an amazing job there. I think Doherty's a bit of a loss. My friend was saying that they had Maitland-Niles lined up, and then Bellerin is wanted by PSG, so they sold Doherty to us, and then now Arsenal did a U-turn on uh, Maitland-Niles. But keeping Jimenez. Is is great for them. So if he can score goals again and and try all they can still cause problems. Uh, like the manager will know uh, that he's lost Doherty, so he'll have a plan for that. So I'm not sure they'll be challenging for top four again. I think top eight, maybe like uh, maybe Europa League, but definitely top half for me. They just signed uh, Fabio Silva, well, they? For yeah. Uh, and these are the kind of things that's why I get annoyed yeah, really I don't want to keep going on about that again <laughs> but it is just a thing of oh, why can't we bloody do things but anyway yeah. let's not go back down that road no, we've no. recruited well 
But I just want to show a bit more ambition sometimes. But anyway, yeah, Wolves, uh, I think they'll have another good season. I think that they will be with um, with Tottenham, Arsenal, um, yeah. fight, and Leicester maybe fighting for them Europa, yeah. Europa spots. Yeah. Yeah. Last team, uh, relegation battle for me. And like Leeds, I would love it if they go down West Ham. So you can go first because I've got another moan. Okay. Yeah, well, I haven't been keeping a close eye on West Ham. I know that they sold um, a promising youth player yeah, uh, yeah. yesterday and Mark Noble had a bit of a pop at the club, which I found quite yeah. funny. Um, I hope they go down. I haven't seen whether they've recruited anyone. I don't think that Not they really, have. I no, they've no. signed anyone. Um, so they were in a relegation battle last season. So, yeah, they're, they're looking at Tarkovsky from uh, Burnley. Oh, we missed Burnley. Burnley. I forgot them out. Uh, all right, scrap West Ham. They're quite Burnley. forgettable, Burnley, aren't they? To be yeah, fair. Well, I like Burnley. I like Sean Dyche. And, I like Dyche, uh, yeah. I, I think they'll just do what Burnley always do. They'll be solid at the back. They'll score a few goals and cause a few surprises, but mid-table again. Yeah. Europa League, Europa League, possibly. No, I think, I think, I think um, bottom half, but the top of the bottom half finish, yeah, yeah, I would say. Yeah. Apologies to Burnley fans there. I didn't do that on purpose, but let's go back to scum number two, West Ham. So I, I think their fans are ridiculously entitled. I mean, we have entitled fans. But you get. I've got a friend on Twitter who's a West Ham fan. He seems to have his head screwed on. But then he, he has tweets and replies to his tweets and stuff that he likes and, and retweets from fans who seem to think that they should be in the top four because they're West Ham. And I know we've got that oh, as well. Okay. But like, their owners, I mean, people have a go at Levy, which I can understand, but their owners are even worse. They, they, they've promised them all sorts of things and haven't delivered on anything. At least we've been in Champions League and stuff like that and been able to dream a little bit. But their owners are a disgrace. and just you know, they, they always start the same, West Ham. They always... Uh, Apart from this season, because I haven't bought them, they're always optimistic that they really do some damage, and then they're two games into the season, they're all calling for the manager out. So I, I, I hate West Ham. I really hope they go down again, <laughs> again. Um, um, they are very. They have such deluded fans, and they yeah. try to like compare themselves to, to us, yeah. which I just find absolutely crazy. And I don't think they've won anything in my lifetime, no. um, and they try and give it to us. Well, they've won a couple well, of promotions and league titles in the championship, yeah, but haven't they? You have to go down to do that, you yeah, know. Yeah. And um, it, it, it's just I, I don't get. It. Again, I do think they're a, they're a good fan base that they get. They do love their club. That's one thing that I will say. Yeah, about them. They yeah. do love their club, but they're just they're, they're not on. They're not on our level. Like you know, they're just not on our bloody level. I don't know how they can sort of compare themselves to us. Yeah. Um, and you see, like, calling us a banter club and stuff like that on Twitter, and I'm just like, mate, you, you support West Ham. You've, yeah. you've, done, you've done nothing. Don't, like, I can take it from Arsenal and Chelsea fans, but don't, mm. like, even come to me trying to compare us on the same level as you. Yeah, mm. relegated, get in the bin, West Ham. Yeah, well, I've got two friends on Twitter who are West Ham fans. One of them is generally all right, and the other one talks a lot of shit, but mm. a lot of sense as well. Uh, but, yeah. The, the 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 retweets and, and replies to him that I see are just oh <laughs> I hate them. Yeah. The only good thing they've done is they uh, hosted Guns and Roses a few years ago, which I went to. That's the only good thing they did. 
And they uh, got the, um, yeah. the, the Olympic Stadium. The, the, oh, at the, at the taxpayer stadium. Yeah, yeah. And, and they got relegated a few times. That's a good thing they've done as well. Uh, yeah, them and Chelsea, Arsenal can't stand any of them. But yeah, so so you, your top four is Liverpool, City, United, Chelsea in yeah. not necessarily that order. I would say if I was, if I was pressed to put an order, I would probably just just at the minute I would say City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Man United. But I, 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 let me review that after the transfer window. I, I think it'll be City, Liverpool. Man United, and then the, the the fourth for me is still open. I know you say Chelsea, but for me they're fifty fifty. Everton could yeah. get there if they have a good season. We have a good season, we could get there. Leicester, so the fourth is open for me. But uh, relegation, relegation, West Brom. Mm. Um, I think Brighton. I think so. Yeah, yeah, I, I think Brighton. Um. Who else come up? Leeds. I think Leeds will survive. West Ham. Uh, oh yeah, I'll Fulham. think West Ham in there. Uh, why not? Yeah, I'll yeah. think West Ham in there. That's pretty much my teams there. West Brom, I think. West Ham. I mean, they could have a, a surprising season, but I don't think they will. And then it's between Brighton and Villa for me. Yeah, they're another one. Yeah. Or Fulham as well, I think. Those, those four, yeah. though, not 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 including Fulham, those four before, I think for me, a, a, a better bets of going down. Fulham, I think though, I think, and then, and then there's always a team who could get dragged into it. But there's always that surprise team. Yeah, but I think you're. Right. I think what you said before that if you've got a striker that can score your goals, which yeah. Fulham have in Mitrovic, if they can keep him fit and get him yeah. firing, they should be okay. Yeah, gen- gen- uh, generally, well, the history of the Premier League and relegation: if you score goals, you stay up because you're never yeah. gonna you're never gonna go and win against like a Liverpool or City. But it, the, the, you know, you 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 get where you want to be in this league by winning leagues or Champions Leagues or avoiding relegation by beating the teams around you, or yeah, certainly right. not losing to the, the the teams at the top. Beat all the lesser teams and then don't lose to the teams around them. The teams at the bottom. The teams around them, they beat them 1-0 if you've got a striker who can score. But if, but if you haven't got anyone who can score and you're looking for a 0-0 and you're at the bottom, it's not going to work. No. So, yeah, so that's why I worry about Brighton. I don't know too much about West Brom, to be perfectly honest, so I might be doing them a disservice. But Yeah, I mean, I don't either, to be honest with you. But what, I don't think yeah. that there's, there's nothing there that, that would get you excited, is there? Yeah. Um, I had a quick look at them. That Aaron Moy has left, he's gone to China. Yeah. Um, so that's another. And he was not their creative spark, really. So yeah. I, I don't know. That's an odd one. That's an odd yeah. one. But. Well, that, 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 that's the 19 less important team. So we'll get on to the important one uh, in a bit. Okay, so like we said, that's the 19 teams that don't matter. Uh, talked about. So we'll talk about the team that do matter after the break. Uh, and then striker situation, uh, new signings. Uh, apparently, Hart dropped a clanger in the pre-season friendly. Was that pre-season form, or is he back to his stuff? Uh, the playmaker that I think we need. 
and then the documentary that's on that I said I'd never watch but I'm coming round to it but Mark has watched it so he can give us an update uh, back in a bit and we're back so we've talked about the other 19 teams so Tottenham now so quick question which is uh, top four yes or no you've kind of already answered it but uh, no, not not for me. I, 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 I wouldn't rule it out completely because I think if we if we've got the capabilities, we've got the players. If we can get Kane, Son firing, there's no reason that we can't be top four. Yeah. We've got a good enough um, squad to. I just uh, I said it in the last pod. I just think that other teams have recruited really well. Um, I think Man United will continue to. I think they'll get Sancho in. Uh, I think that gives them a huge depth. It, it, going uh, forward, it does, but defensively, they're still like Maguire. If he's not arrested, is is pretty slow. Uh, Bergvine highlighted that in the. Yeah. You, you can argue that that was you know first game back, but you know he, 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 he motored past him. I, I think, and and their goalkeeper, you know, he's going to make clangers in the season, cost and points. Yeah, I still think that they're... they're, they're but going forward. Real depth. Yeah. I think going forward, they're fantastic. I think they've got a real depth mm. on the bench to bring on attacking players. Yeah. Um, or if they get injuries, that they've got enough there. Whereas I still think with us at the minute, if mm. Kane gets injured, who have we got? You know? well, the, that's the um, other thing. I, I see that a lot, which uh, people forget. He, he's been injured every season for the last three. Exactly. And for the, for apart from last season when he got injured as well, Son has always done the job to carry it over. But then the issue yeah, is then, you can't then play Son for sixty games. So I do think we need another striker. But yeah, and, and we also remember we had Kane and Son injured last season, yeah. and we didn't win a game for bloody ages. No. Well, that's the thing. I, I, last se- obviously Kane getting injured. I've seen on this documentary that uh, when he gets injured, Mourinho says we're fucked. But for me, yeah. he wasn't the biggest injury problem. Son was because Kane was already injured. But Son has proven that he can carry the load when Kane's injured. But the issue then is you you you, you have Son in March who's, who's got burnout because he's played every game. So even though you've got someone who can replace Kane there, you need someone. It can't be someone who's playing every game anyway. So we do need a striker. And you know what? Which is a really good thing. We've also got to look at, when you talk about burnout, we haven't had an international. Kane has not had a rest, a no. proper rest, for so long. Mm. And, all right, he was injured from, from March and all that for the lockdown, but he was back after that. It's, it's almost like he's had a bit of a pre-season with the, with the season coming back and then yeah. a bit more of a rest. Now he's, you know, he's been um, self-isolating. He's just played that international. He's had a really good rest. Yeah. Maybe that will do him the power of good, and he'll come in and he'll, he'll, he'll start firing straight away and mm. rest up on them injuries. He may have a mm. season where he, he can play every game and, mm. and, and score 30-odd goals. You don't know. So yeah. if that's the case, then there's no reason. If you've got a striker who can get you 30-odd goals, and then you've got Son and Bergwijn and Moira um, coming in and, and contributing, Deli Alley getting some goals here and there, um, and, and, and you know you get Lacelso playing well, and mm-hmm. dare I say, end on ballet, God forbid, doing something. Um, why can't we get top four? There's no reason why we can't. I just don't see it at the minute. 
But if we can keep everyone fit and playing, mm. and, you know, I think we've improved the midfield um, with Hoiberg coming in to, to play that holding role in front of the defence. And I think um, Doherty is going to be more solid than Aurier and more reliable. Um, so, you know, we've got Davis back fit again. All right, he's not everyone's cup of tea, but he is Mr. Reliable, isn't he? He's quite solid. Mm. Um, he's a Mourinho-type player. Mm. I, I'm, I'm optimistic about it. I don't think we'll finish top four, but I'm optimistic. I'm mm. definitely not writing off this season mm. by any stretch of the imagination. I think, you know, I don't, this, I, I'm, I'm realistic. I, I look at our team and think, well, I don't think we're quite good enough for top four. But then that's where we're at. You know, I'm not going to be yeah. one of these that oh, we're not good enough, not getting top four. Well, we're not, if we're not good enough to get top four because we haven't invested heavily enough, like the other teams are doing, then you know, if we don't get top four, there's a reason behind why we're not getting top mm. four for me. Yeah, I, I, I don't think top four is out of the question, but it, it does at the moment rely on, like you say, Kane and Son doing the business up top, and then. Uh, Bergvines, your Moras, your Allies, your Lamellas chipping in with goals as well. And then Jose doing what Jose team does and being tough to break down defensively, which we've seen elements of that improving, but not any, any consistency. Hoiberg will help with that massively. Doherty, defensively, I'm, I'm not sure he's the best defensively, but going forward, he's good. And then, again, if, if we keep him, it gives competition there because you've got Doherty and Orvier. Obviously, Aurier makes mistakes, but I've said before that I think the lack of a competition for him and complacency has set in for one of the reasons. Obviously, his stupid decisions is another. But for me, I think we need a playmaker. I think if we got a playmaker and a, and a second striker in, then I'd be very confident in saying we'll, we, we're in with a real, real shout of top four here. I like the Celso, but I, I don't think he's a playmaker. But then the the other thing that I've thought is Hoiberg coming in, he's going to have to replace someone. So it wouldn't surprise me if he plays, obviously, his defensive just in front of his Makaleli role, and then Winks kind of becomes our playmaker and has a bit of a licence to go forward. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Um, I would like to see um, a playmaker come in. Um, but whether, you know, I think this, the, the striker will be the next... Yeah, well, we do need one, but, but then maybe Hoiberg and Winks will play at the back together, but Winks has a bit more licence to venture forward a little bit, and then that will mean that uh, Lo Celso gets further up, and then, because he, he can spot us past Lo Celso, but you, you've got like Ericsson, De Bruyne, and, and players like that, that's the kind of playmaker I'm talking about, who, who don't really run with it, they ping it 50 yards, and then, you know, whereas Lo Celso likes to run with the ball, Yeah, I think... I, I, I've got a real worry this season that against the good top teams, we'll do all right because we're a counter-attack team. But against the teams who sit back without a playmaker, I think we could struggle. But, you know, pe people have a go at Ericsson and that's fine. He did have a poor last season last year. But like, people forget for the, the previous four years or whatever it was, when he played well, we played well. And against the weak teams who sat back, he destroyed them and that's how we won. I think with Ericsson, um, his heart wasn't in it anymore. No. Uh, I think that was half the problem. And, and you know, some people blame him for that. Mm. Um, I don't necessarily. I think that he was right. His time, his time at Tottenham was just finished. He needed yeah. to move on. 
and he recognised that and he needed another project and, and I know we're going to come on to it but that was highlighted in the um, in the documentary really mm. um, and I, so I won't speak about that now but it's definitely just watching that documentary has given me a lot more respect for Christian Eriksen yeah. um, I, already, I already respected him anyway I, didn't, I wasn't one of these that jumped on his back completely he yeah. was off form he wasn't performing to the level but I think there's just reasons behind that to be yeah. honest with you he hasn't really shown any form at Inter. I know he doesn't play that much. So no. the, the idea that he just didn't want to play for us and didn't try is laughable to me because if that was the case, he'd be, he'd be straight in Inter's team because he'd be playing well, wouldn't he? But Yeah, and, and as I say, it, it really is highlighted in that documentary that actually he he remained completely professional yeah. all, the way, all the way through. Um, and there, there was a real, again, I won't come on to it now, we'll, we'll talk about it a bit, a bit later, but um, it's really insightful, actually. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think I said in one of the really, really early episodes of this that he's been a scapegoat for a little while. Well, he, he was a scapegoat for a little while. Like when Vincent Janssen was playing, like he didn't make the runs Kane play, so there was no one for Everton to pass it to, so he had to go back, and then he got blamed for that. He was a bit of a scapegoat. But... Mm. It hasn't worked for him at Inter. I think he really wanted, he thought he could get to Real Madrid, but that didn't work. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Levy should have sold him as soon as he said he wanted to leave. You don't need a a player in the team who doesn't want to be there. Um, Mm. But he must see now that the grass isn't always greener. Rumours are he's going to be put on the transfer list. Would you take him back if it was at a good price and he wanted to come back and he wanted to play? I would take him back. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I I don't think that he would want to come back because I think it would be the same situation where he he wants a different challenge. He did. He he just got a bit stale at Tottenham. I think he Mm. wants something new. He wants a new experience. Um, So for that reason, I do you know what? I don't think I would take him back, and that's nothing against Ericsson. I do think we need a player like that, but I just think I just. He's only just left. It's only this year that he left in January. I, I, I just think to myself, no, do you know what? You did want a new challenge, and it was probably the right time for you to move on. Yeah. Um, so I still think he, he, I still think he can offer us something. But I think we need to move on from him and look for someone new. Yeah. Um, to do that similar kind of role. And as I say, I love Ericsson, and I think we'll look back on him. And, and I hope that we pay him the respect that he's actually due and, yeah, and what a great player he was for us. We should do. You know, he was a major part of why we got to a Champions League final yeah. and why we were challenging for titles or up there, yeah. you know, in the top four. He was a massive part of that. Yeah. Um, and we signed him for like 12 million. Yeah. See, although we sold him for uh, 20 million euros, we actually made a profit on him. And he yeah. was a fantastic player. For yeah, he us, definitely right? paid I, that 12 million in my eyes. Yeah, he did. Yeah, well, he, well, and, and the rest. Mm. So I wouldn't take him back, but that's nothing against him. And if we did get him back, I wouldn't be disappointed, put it that way. I just think we just need to move on from it. Yeah, um, yeah that's fair. You know, that, that, you know it, uh, so it's nothing against him. I, I, if we did get him back, I wouldn't be disappointed. I just think yeah. we just need to move on, really. Yeah. Well, I say we need a playmaker, but Liverpool won the league at a canter and they don't really have one. Uh, so maybe we don't. But one thing we do need, I think we, we've already mentioned it and it's been mentioned for months, is a backup striker or second striker. So Wilson we were linked with, but that's out now. He's gone to Newcastle. Good move for everyone concerned there. Deeney's another one. And Ollie Watkins. Yeah. Uh, 
and Diego Costa. So I had a bit of a disagreement with someone on Twitter who thought I was joking. I, I'm not joking. Costa is a Mourinho striker. He's big, strong, can hold it up, which I don't think... I think Kane his, has one weakness in my eyes, and that's his hold-up play. I don't think he's good enough at it. And I think you, you can see that on the pitch, where uh, someone like Acosta, when, when the ball went up to him, it usually went to another Chelsea player because there was people surrounding him knowing that he'd hold it up and flick it on. When Kane flicks it on, it goes to nobody because there's no one near him. I think that's the player's understanding that he's probably not going to do anything with it. So we don't want to waste our energy getting up and then having a sprint back. But this guy thought I was joking and on the wind-up. Well, I'm not at all. I don't think Kane is, is that good at that. He's getting better. Uh and if you look at most of the headers that go up, he, he loses. I mean, I don't think he's won a header against Van Dyke ever, is he? Um, but you know, having said that, you know, if we had Costa and Kane on our books, would I pick Costa over Kane? Absolutely not. Like, I think I had another disagreement with another friend who's the best striker in the world, Lewandowski or Kane. He laughed at me because I said Kane, but I think all round he's a better player. Uh, and yeah, you know, very, and, very and Lewandowski's in a team who create like fifty-four chances a game, so he's obviously going to score a lot. But and only one of them's won a World Cup golden boot. But, but yeah, I, I think that's the case as well. That I'm always going to back Kane because he's our striker. Whereas uh, he doesn't play for Man United, who my friend supports. If he did, it'd be his roles reversed. But yeah, yeah. But out, out of those three, I mean. Deeney, Watkins, Costa, there's all talk that, oh, you know, Deeney, we shouldn't be going for someone like him, we should be going for someone better. But I think, again, he's a uh, Mourinho type of player. He bullies defenders, holds it up. And he's someone as well, like Costa as well. We're talking about a backup striker here. Doesn't have to be either. He could pl play with Kane up top, leave Sun out left or right where he can cause damage and skin defenders. So what do you think of those three prospects? Ollie Watkins, I don't know too much about. He did score a lot in the championship. But what do you think of uh, those three as a striker option, if we could get them, or any others that you've seen or, or that you think we should be going I, for? I don't have. I wouldn't have a problem with us getting Costa as a backup. Uh, Mourinho really likes him. Obviously yeah. had him at Chelsea. Um, I spoke positively about him. Um, so I, I wouldn't have a problem with us bringing them in if he was happy to sit on the mm. bench. Um, Ollie Watkins, like you, I don't know a great deal about him, to be honest with you. I know he had a great season for Brentford last season. You think um, he would be a bit too, bit too big of a step up? Possibly. I don't, he, a bit like a Zahora situation. Zahora, Zahora. Bobby Zamora situation. It could be. Um, I, I think he's about 25. It's not Is like he? he's a 20-year-old. Oh, I'd prefer right. if he was 20. Um, mm. I don't think... He, he had a great season scoring wise last season. I don't think he he has been that prolific before last season. No. Um, so, you know, it would be a gamble. But mm. that's the kind of thing that, I, you know, I could see us doing. Mm. Um, he's another homegrown player, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to speak negatively because I, don't, I haven't seen enough of him to do yeah. that and as I say I think he had a great season last year and maybe with better players around him he could do a job for us hmm. um, who was the other one that you said sorry D Deeney Deeney um, I wouldn't really want to see Deeney there's nothing against him I think he's a good he's a good player I wouldn't, I, if he was the only option yes hmm. um, but I think we could I think there's better out there 
um, that I prefer to see us go. And again, this is just... Uh, Juventus, isn't he? I'm quite disappointed that Rakitic has gone to Sevilla now as well. Is that completed? I see that. The, the, I think the, the, so. Well, I, I read Suarez is having Italian lessons or something like that to take an Italian citizenship test or something like that. But that, that's a shame. I'd, I'd have had him, even though he's a fairly horrible person. But you can't deny his talent. Yeah, again, he's, he's, he's won he's God knows winner. what with Barcelona. Yeah. That's what I want to be seen as do. I, I, I'd rather us get a, an older head who would be willing to come in. You know, like what we had with Lorente. Yeah. Um, I, I think that works better for us than getting yeah. someone like Vincent Janssen. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll talk about older heads in a bit. It was something that my friend told me about with Mourinho and players because he's a United fan, so he's had experience yeah. with it. We'll talk about that in a bit. But in terms of the striker, go back to that. The, the transfer window closed at some point in October. So do you think we'll get a striker in? I, I, I think we will. I, I, I do. I think we will. And I, I take what um, Alistair Gold says mm. um, on Twitter now. I think that he has someone on the inside mm. who is giving him information because he was, he was the first one that broke the Doherty story. Yeah. Um, that was a weird one he, for me because that literally, I saw that on Twitter and then a week later he was signing for us. Yeah, he, he was the one that broke that. Right. And he come out he come out the other day and linked us to a player at Mets, a striker at Mets. Mm. So I think that that's the guy that we'll go for. Mm. Um, and it's a very levy type signing, isn't it? Right. Uh, not not Costa, even though Costa's free, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, he, he probably, I think he is free, but mm. I, I, I think he likes he likes the French league, doesn't he, Levy? Uh, he likes mm. signing an unknown French. Um, Player. But I, I don't know. If Alistair Gold says that, then I think we've got to take notice of this player. Mm. He's not just going to pluck that out of the air. A player that none of us have ever heard of who plays for Mets. If he's come out and said he's our, our transfer target, that's who I believe our transfer target is. I think Costa would be great for another reason as well. I've said I don't think Kane's very good at holding it up, and Costa is. You know, you, he'd teach Kane that. 
That's why I wanted Ibrahimovic to come over as well, even for half a season, and get Kane to follow him like a stalker around the training pitch. You'd learn so much from that, even though Kane's 27, you know, my opinion, oh my best God. strike in the world. He'd still learn so much from someone like that, and he'd learn so much from Costa. I'd like Costa, Chris, but I just don't think it's going to happen. No, I think the problem we'll get is this French, I, I think it's this French guy. Yeah. And if you give the voice of a French guy I've never heard of, it was at Mets, who I think were in the first division. They weren't even in the top division no. in France. I would take Costa all day long, but no. I don't think that's who we're no. going to get. I think it will be this, this, this young French This Mets guy is that he's a, yeah, This Mets guy is Janssen over again, potentially, isn't it? Well, yeah. But then it could be a... Uh, I know who's a young player that's been signed that's been world class. Uh, I can't think. Anelka? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be one of them. So yeah. it's a gamble. But... You don't know. You, you don't know. But um, yeah, that, 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 that's more sort of levy. But m- more of a Mourinho type side. It would be a Costa, wouldn't it? An old experienced mm. head. Mm. Um, that's yeah. what he done at Inter. Yeah, that, that's um, the thing that my friend said. He's a United fan. He reckons what Mourinho does, and, and it does make sense when you think about it, Like he, he's there really for about three years and then he goes. But he's there to win things quick. So he buys yeah. the older heads, like 28-year-olds or, or later. Does, yeah. And then when he leaves, the new manager is left with a load of old people on big wages. Yeah. Which Solskjaer has done really well, bringing in pretty much a youthful team now. But it's taken a little while since, from, since Mourinho. So I do worry when he said that, that, you know... 2022, 2023, that we'll be left with a, you know, <laughs> we'll be left with a lot of old players we need to ship out for not much money, and we've got a chairman who doesn't spend any, or doesn't spend too yeah, much. So I do worry yeah. about that, but I don't worry about that. Do you know why? Yeah, you've got to live for the that. Mean, at least it means that maybe we'll win something next season and yeah. the season after, and then we'll worry about that at the time. Um, so I don't worry about that if we, it means we win something. Whereas I think United are, are a massive global club who are used to winning big things. We haven't won a, a trophy since mm. what, 2008. Sorry, stupid. Yeah, um, so, you know, I, I don't care who he signs as long as we win something. Um, mm. If it means signing some older heads um, that makes us successful in the short term, we'll worry about the longer term when it's time to worry about yeah, it. But, yeah. I think it's different for United and United fans because winning winning the Europa League to them is nothing. Whereas to me, yeah. it would be absolutely massive. Yeah. You know, because I've never seen us do anything like that. They've seen their club win the treble. Yeah. yeah. You know? So it, it's different. It's different levels, isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah. Talking of older heads, Hart, which I said uh, either on the last podcast or the last two, I think it's a good signing. But he's dropped a clanger versus Watford. I didn't see it, but you said before this, it was a long range shot that went past him, which. He's got history of that. You think about Bale in the Euros and others. Yeah. So is it just pre-season form and a bit like out of a, you know, he hasn't played for a while or is it just, you know, the same old? It, it, I, I didn't watch the whole game. I just see I'd give him the benefit um, of the doubt, but he is a yeah, little I'll, worried. I'll, I'm not worried about it really because I don't think, unless um, Lloris gets injured, um, I don't think we're going to see that much of him. No. Uh, we might see him in a few cup games here and there, um, which uh, I don't necessarily mm. agree with. Anyway, I'd rather just play the Reese all the time. Yeah. Um, People but, lose, yeah. you know, it, 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 it was a free transfer, wasn't it? Yeah. If it works yeah. out, fantastic. If not, we can just get rid of him. It's not, yeah. it's not really a... Yeah. It reminds me of Owen going in Man United. There was no risk on that at all, really. But um, No. 
But t- talking of pre-season, uh, people losing their heads over losing to Watford. It's pre-season. You had Kane, you had Dyer, you had Hoiberg, you had God knows how many others on international duty. Yeah, mm. and it's pre-season. Pre-season is about building up fitness and then trying out new things. But in, in terms of the first two games, Ipswich and Reading, I want to have a, just a quick mention. I know they're lesser teams, and again, it's pre-season, but. In terms of getting into the opportunity to do it, and Delhi Ali did quite well in there, assisting and scoring. So, I, I think I've said before it's a big season for him. I think, but it, it, it's positive for me in the fact that he's getting into those positions to be able to see a pass and ping it through, and getting into the positions to have a shot and score, which we haven't seen enough from him in the last certainly year. I'd say. What I also what I've been impressed with was that some of the pressing mm, um, yeah. in the two games as well. We seem to be hunting for the ball more, yeah. uh, which was great to see. So hopefully we've got more of that to come yeah. um, this season as well. But yeah, I mean we've we've had our say on Ali before. Yeah. Uh, and we'll come on to the documentary, but there was some uh, you know Marino really got into him a bit. Yeah, I, I saw um, something about that, but we'll, yeah, we'll get onto that next. Yeah, yeah. Right, so the next part is the documentary All or Nothing. That's uh, the first six episodes out of 12 on Amazon. Uh, Mark's watched them. I haven't. I've seen a few bits on Twitter, but we're going to be talking about that. So if you haven't watched it, you probably don't want to listen to the rest of it uh, because there will be spoilers in there. Uh, If you haven't watched it, it may be given quite a lot away of what's happened. Okay, so that's our predictions for the the season with uh, the rest of the league and Tottenham and with Tottenham, I've said before, I'll say it again, that you know, you never know if you uh, first six, seven games, you can get like six, seven wins out there. You don't know uh, confidence flowing, very hard to shake. You could end up having a title challenge. Um, and if not, then you would certainly hope the top four challenge, but then that depends on injuries. But last season, nowhere near a title challenge, not top four, and links on to the documentary, All or Nothing, which is a ridiculous... Uh, title I think for our documentary when we haven't won anything anyway, uh, I haven't watched any of it I've seen a few clips on YouTube but Mark's been uh, on, not on YouTube, on Twitter sorry but Mark's been watching it so is it halfway through at the moment? What do you think of it so far? Yeah I, I really like it, I, I was a bit like you that I had my reservations about um, having a documentary especially as you say as we didn't win anything this season and it was a really difficult season um, you know we lost our manager that most people loved and respected and I thought that I, I haven't watched Man City's one so I wasn't yeah. sure how they how they sort of portray you as a club but I have watched other um, football documentaries before uh, and there's there's been many opportunities just to banter other teams mm. for these documentaries so I was not looking forward to it at all. I mm. thought this is going to be it can make us a laughing stock. Mm. Um, but I've, I've been really impressed with it. It's not like that at all. Um, they barely showed anything on on Pochettino's sacking. Um, they treated that with sort of respect. Um, they did sort of show um, the staff clearing uh, clearing out his. Um, his office and Marino sort of straight in there putting his yeah. stuff down and all that yeah, we, we um, should point we should point out actually although it's in the introduction uh, any anyone who hasn't watched it there'll be spoilers here yes absolutely yeah, yeah. And, and that, uh, to be honest I had to binge watch the um, the three episodes 
today whilst working I'm, I hasten to work from home um, uh, because I knew that there's going to be spoilers all over the place um, I didn't want that so yeah so I binge watch so I, I, I watched three episodes today um, but yeah it, it, it's it, it doesn't really show what a bad season we've had Hmm. Uh, but it also it, it's been a reminder for me of how unlucky Mourinho has been in terms of the injuries and when you see things behind the scene, the scenes it really sort of highlights it hmm. um, how unlucky he's been to come into a club uh, part part of, you know part of the season gone already uh, when we weren't doing well uh, and then he got off to quite a good start and then he just started to lose player after player yeah. Uh, Really, it was really unlucky in that respect, and, and I think we forget that sometimes, and I certainly mm. do. And, and that doesn't take away that I don't want to see negative football, but I'm just hoping it was sort of a need must that you know he had to sort of manage it the best that he could with the players that we had, and the only way he knew how to do that was to revert back to how he, you know, how he was at, at Chelsea and Man United, and that and the expansive mm. football that we saw when he first came in. Um, had to sort of curtail due to injuries, but we'll see how it goes this season. Yeah. Um, but I'm just trying to think of some of the some well, of the you highlights. Men- you mentioned he had a go at Ali. I saw him having a go yeah, at him, so saying he's lazy in training. Is that with, right? With Deli Ali, he, he he had a word with Levy, so he went up to to, to Ali. Uh, I think it was probably in the first couple of sessions, and he got "You're you're a lazy fucker, you are. Yeah. You're a lazy trainer," and Ali sort of laughed it off. Yeah. Um, and then there was a scene where he um, he asked Ali to come into his office, right. and he just sort of he, he sort of said, "I don't want to be your father, I don't want to be your best mate, I just want to be your manager." Yeah. Um, and I'm here to tell you that you know I think you basically sort of saying, "Look, you've got all the opportunities in the world and all the ability to become a top player." Yeah. But you're, you're, I don't know why, I don't know what it is with you, you just seem very up and down, um, I don't like the way you're training, hmm. but basically saying, look, it, it, it's your career, and, and if you really put all the effort in, at least at the end of it, no matter what happens, you can say, I tried my very best, Yeah. Um, and it's not being, you know, I'm not telling you to do that, I want it to come from you. Yeah, well, um, that's the thing, isn't it? You, that's you, how we all you, feel about him. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, you can be told all of this stuff, but it has to come from you wanting it. Yeah. Like that, 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 that Morrison was supposed to be one of the next big things, but he was just interested in partying all the time. And now what does he do? You know, whereas you look at Ronaldo and then all he ever did was football and train and everything. And it's no surprise. He's one of the best ever. And we can even go to our own club and look at Harry Kane. He doesn't drink. He's a family yeah. man. He, he just he puts everything on to that, that. Let that be your sort of inspiration, yeah. because Delhi Ali has all the all the ability in the world. Um, but and, and the Marina sort of said, I don't know whether you're a party boy or whether there's something in your personal life. That I, I don't know that. You, only you know that. Yeah. Uh, I'm here to tell you that you know you've got the you know basically you've got the ability to do it. It, it comes from you. You're the only one that can do it. Yeah. And then there was another scene where he had a word with. Um, with Levy um, in the canteen and sort of said, I've said to Ali already that he's a lazy bastard kind of thing, you know. Uh, yeah. He goes, but he said something along the lines of, um, Alex Ferguson never give me any advice. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Advice. 
that he gave me one bit of advice and that was signed Danny Alley. Mm. And he was like, you know, and I think Alex Ferguson knows the player when he sees one type of thing. Yeah. So, you know, he, he believes in him. Um, mm. And it just needs to come from Alley now. Yeah. Uh, and when, do you remember when he did that flick against West Ham in the first game? Yes, yeah. To set up the yeah, goal. It showed a scene. Yeah, it showed a scene where, because that was our... So they showed all that kind of stuff. And then that was his first game. And then he thought there was a point that Ali saying, that was your goal, that was your goal. Hmm. Um, point in place. So it's all that, all that kind of stuff that's quite good. You see the, the, yeah. the stuff behind the scenes. Um, there was the stuff with um, in, in one of the episodes today with um, Sonny, when Sonny got injured um, with the arm and how hmm. much that sort of hurt him. Um, and someone was like, oh, I can't, you know, I don't want to... So he had to go and have a scan on his arm. Yeah. Because um, you remember he played the whole game. Yeah, well, he I didn't even... Injury, no one knew he got injured, did he? Because he played the whole yeah, game. He got yeah, injured in the first yeah, he, minute. he scored. Yeah. He scored in, like, the 93rd minute or something. Yeah. Um, so after the game, he went to see um, the physio and everyone else, and they were, like, looking at his arm, and it was swollen. Um, they said, well, I think we're going to have to have a, have a scan of this. And he was like, no, I don't want to have a scan. I just want to play and all this mm. kind of stuff. Um, and then the, the physio went to see Mourinho. And he was like, well, the lads, because they showed another scene of Son going into the canteen and Levy and Mourinho were there. And I'm like, oh, how's your arm? He was like, yeah, it's fine. It hurts a little bit. I just want to play. But they're saying that I need to go for a scan and all this yeah. kind of stuff. So then they showed another scene with Mourinho and the, and, um, the physio guy who was saying, you know, we're going to have to have a look at it. And he's like, well, you don't want to have a look at it. I've seen that. Clip. something that Kane said something about it's a short career I want to be remembered and blah blah but so people yeah, he, people have put two and two together now thinking oh he's going to leave now no I don't think it was that I, I, he, he um, Mourinho asked, asked him to come into the office and had a conversation with him just basically saying look I think you're a top basically saying like, I think you're a top player hmm. I know that you was close to Pochettino um, I hope that sort of we can be close as well that kind of thing yeah. and he was basically and, you know, I want to get to the very top and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have read too much more into it than no. that. I, I, um, I've heard that uh, Loris has come across as a kind of leader and really well. Sissoko's come across as just a genuinely nice guy. Um, yeah, I, I picked up on something Sissoko said. And again, I might be reading too much into it. Um, I've seen no one else pick up on it. But he, uh, he had a conversation with his, um, with his brother on New Year's Eve. Mm. It was just showing, you know, life of a footballer really it's not all about you know the glamour and everything else on New Year's Eve they were in a hotel in Southampton 
and he uh, Sissoko was speaking to his brother who lived in London and sort of said like happy new year yeah. blessings to you your wife and he said and to, and to your club as well oh, now I'm pretty sure that he's well I know that Sissoko supported Arsenal when oh, he you, know, you mean your bloody brother's an Arsenal fan? You're wishing bloody luck to, to his club. But anyway, <laughs> that shouldn't be. I picked up on that. Um, but one thing, yeah, you, 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 so basically, uh, the games that they're showing, the build-up, and they they have them in the dressing room. Um, so Kane was doing a lot of the sort of, the, the cheering them up. I, I saw the one of his team talks. I'm assuming that was Olympiacos. It was to qualify. Yeah, he did that. Um, because obviously, Lloris was injured. Yeah. Uh, so now in these new ones, Luis is back. Um, so he's now doing the Yeah, he does come across as uh, they all sort of listen to him. Not that they didn't listen to Kane, but um, yeah, you can see why he's the captain, really, Luis. I think. Yeah. Uh, and that's the kind of stuff that we. Yeah. It's good yeah. to see. Yeah. Um, and Levy was sort of talked about how hard it is to do transfers. Um, it is if you don't spend. They showed. Yeah, they showed a bit of the stuff with Bergwijn signing. Um, and, and, and how that was done, and they got Steve Hitchard in there, the recruitment guy. Yeah. Um, and uh, the real sort is of he, is he the one who said his transfer season is his worst time of the year when that's his bloody job? Yeah, he was moaning about it being January. Maybe you should be in a different job. Like, you, I know. Give me the job. I do the recruitment. You only have a job. You only have a job for three months of the year. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous, really. Um, the, the other negative thing that I saw is Danny Rose. Uh, he's yeah, out. I was gonna come on, yeah, I was going to come on to that. I, I've seen that clip as well. And like, let you explain it first. For anyone who hasn't seen it, who's still listening, yeah, so, who doesn't mind spoilers. And, and people that have seen it, they, they might interpret it a different way. Because I've seen mm. some people defending Danny Rose. Yeah, some people say, I'll never play for my club again. You know? Yeah, I'm sort of in the middle of it. Mm. I, I think it's the kind of thing that probably happens in a lot of and a lot of clubs when people aren't playing to be honest with you um, but because it's Danny Rose and all the all the other stuff that comes with Danny Rose and stuff that he said before and everything I else I think there was one thing for me that ruined the whole thing and everything he said but I'll come to that in a bit yeah, so what happened um, he came into training early um, went into where the coaches are sat and he said oh, can I have a word and the yeah. said yeah yeah no problem um, so they went into his office, and Danny Rose, obviously I'm paraphrasing here, I can't remember yeah, word yeah. for word, he sort of said, what's going on, you know, I want to know what's going on, and he's like, what, what do you mean? He goes, well, I, I feel that I'm, I'm, you're being disrespectful, or something like that, he's like, what, what? He's like, well, you know, oh, why am I not playing? And Maria goes, look, I'll be straight with you, you deserve me to be straight. Yeah. Before, um... Before, last week or whatever it was, a few weeks ago, you were training. You were, you were fan, absolutely fantastic in training, fantastic. And I, I decided to put you in for the Liverpool game, which yeah. was the hard, you know, it's the hardest game of the season, you know. And obviously, I believed in you. You know, it's the toughest game of the season. You got your start, and you didn't play well. Yeah. I then played you in the next game against Middlesbrough, and you didn't play well. So you know, you, you, you've been dropped. You know, it's as simple mm. as that kind of thing. And then, then Rose is like, well. We have not kept a clean sheet for four games, and you know the defence has been shit, and, um, and they've been training shit as well. So that's not fair. And Maria was like, and he was like, well, yeah, so what do you want me to drop someone? He's like, well, you're the manager. He goes, well, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then like Rose is sort of like, well, I don't think it's fair, and, and uh, 
tell Daniel sort that level. You can tell Daniel that I want to speak to him when he comes in. Yeah. So that's the bit that ruined it for me. Yeah. That's like a little kid who can't get his way. She's going to go to a bigger grown-up. Yeah, exactly. But, go to your manager yeah. and tell your manager. Everything before that, I thought Rose was perfectly within his rights to say. People saying he had so much disrespect for him, was treating him disrespectfully, and it's a, he didn't swear at him or do anything like that or call him names. He was just fighting his corner. But it's, it's like you say, it's because it's Danny Rose. Yeah. But if, if, I just think it was a bit stupid when he said, so just going back, he didn't, I, I sort of agree with you, and I, I think, it, as I said, I think it's probably, it happens a lot in clubs where players are not playing, yeah. um, you know, they go to the manager and we just don't get to see it, but I thought it was a bit stupid when he said, oh, you know, if you don't want me in the team, then I'll just train at home, and I thought, no, yeah, that was a bit silly. you yeah. train a bit, how about you just train a bit harder, because he's just said to you, yeah. Uh, you train fantastically well and you've got your opportunity. I do get what other... I do get what I saw on Twitter with other people saying, it's like, you shouldn't be threatening to go to Daniel and all that and getting people to drop, be dropped. You should be asking, what do I need to do to get in the team? So I do get that, but I think he was perfectly within his rights and, you know, the defence hasn't kept clean sheets, but I feel really sorry for Danny Rose because he's obviously had an absolutely awful last few years I'm not just talking about form like professionally and personally and everything I think his dad died didn't he and then he got injured uh, caused some depression he's had the racism thrown at him which I think he takes really personally and and just he just looks really lost to me I think he just needs someone to like I think I think he's a he's a player who really needs someone the manager to put an arm around him where you get some players who need that and others who are perfectly fine with the bollocking. I think I he's think one who really needs an arm around him and I think Pochettino did that really he well did. for him. They was called um, Pochettino's son, wasn't he, or something? Yeah, so I, I think yeah, had a big yeah. close relationship. But yeah, I, I I feel really sorry for Danny Rose, but look, you can't as a professional go, well, I'm going to go to a bigger adult. I, I, you can't do that, I don't think. But it's a shame. But because again, it's similar to Ericsson, he, he's been a terrific servant for us. But he'll always be remembered now as being a terrible player because he's he's not been that great in the last year or two, which completely is is is, is isn't right because he had he was the best left back in the league at one point, or, or one of the best. Yeah. Was, no, and and people now don't remember that because he's outspoken. People don't remember that, but you know, d- during the start of this pandemic, he was there, sort of like you know, buying pizzas and giving money to this and that. Yeah, to help people. Yeah, and I think he gets a bit of a bad rap just because he's a bit outspoken. I do think there might be a bit more to it that we've not seen. Yeah, maybe. Uh, um, because just. They obviously showed some stuff with Ericsson as well, yeah. um, where they sort of there's been this sort of build up of him saying that he didn't want to be there anymore, um, and they sat in an office, um, Levy, Mourinho, and Ericsson, and they sort of said, uh, Levy said to him, "Look, um, Inter Milan have been in for you, um, but they're not meeting our valuation for you." Um, and we know that that's not what you want to hear, and we know that you want to go. But we're we're, we're asking for, yeah, say twenty million euros. Mm. Um, and, and and for you, a player of your ability, that's nothing. Mm. And we're not 
it's not worth our while to let you go for anything cheaper than that. We may as well just let you go for free because the value yeah. that we'll get for anything less is just not worth it. For what we're fighting for and the injury problems that we've had, um, what you can give us. And he sort of took it fine. Mm. Uh, and he said, and, he, and they said, they literally said to him, um, he said, and you know that whatever I've said to you, this is Levy saying it to Ericsson, I've said to you already, no matter whatever a club offers you, we're willing to match that. Mm. So whatever contract they offer, I, I, I will be willing to match that. But you've said that, that that's, it, it isn't money reasons why you're leaving. Yeah. And he said, no, exactly. It's nothing to do with the money. I, you know, basically, he needs a new challenge. Yeah. Um, so I respect that. And, and mm. Mourinho said, you are, I, he goes, I want to tell you, Daniel, I've got nothing, basically, again, paraphrasing, I've got nothing but respect for Christian. He's been 100% professional. I know that I can turn to him. I know that his form, and he said, he was saying to him, though, he said, I know your form hasn't been brilliant, but I know you've also got the, the concern of you're moving on and you don't want to get injured and everything else, but you've, I can I can honestly say that you've been 100% professional since yeah. I've worked with you. And then they showed a clip, then they went to a game, I can't remember which game it was now, um, but he was involved heavily, in, he came on as a sub. Was that Brighton? Involved in us. It might have been Brighton, I think it was actually, yeah. And he was involved in getting, getting yeah. the winner um, after coming on the sub. And I think you sort of saw that they were trying to, to show the narrative of, look, you've got this one very professional player mm. who's willing to, even though he wants to leave, he's still turning up at training, still getting involved with the group. Whereas I think Rose, for whatever reason, and whether it's true or not, that's, that's what I picked up on it. Yeah. Uh, they're trying to show that, that, that he, there's two different professionals here. Yeah. Um, Danny Rose has so, said he can't wait until he retires because then the racism will go away. So I think his, his heart, I don't think, is in football. Let, let, ignore Tottenham. I, I think his heart isn't in football. And if that's the, ca- and if that's the um, case, it's a, it's a real... I feel really sorry for him, but yeah, yeah, he's definitely got mental health issues. Yeah, but then I guess the other flip of the coin is you're getting paid a small fortune, so you should be professional. But you know, mental health, even though mental health has been talked about a lot recently, that it's still very like much. Uh, you don't really know that much about it. You have no idea how it, you know, it's something that a hundred people could have mental health issues and it will affect each person differently. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, when you have, uh, I don't know, the, the flu, you get these symptoms and that's it. No. So I, I think, yeah. No, and, and that's, as I say, that, that's just the sort of the narrative that I thought that they were trying to portray. Yeah. We don't know the ins and outs of it. I think a move for Danny Rose is the best the best yeah, option for yeah. everyone, the best option for him is the best option for us. You know, can you get a move back to Leeds, you know, where yeah, you know, he's got yeah. Doncaster, um, you know, something like being near his family, I think that would really suit him. Well, I hope I, for I, him I, he, I he does. For Rose. Yeah, I like I, him. I have respect for Danny Rose. I, 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 I was never a fan of him coming out of the media. I, I was never a fan of that, I'll be completely honest mm. with you. Um, but he's been a great, he's been, he was a great left back for us. Mm. Him, and, him and Walker were um, the best Two, two full-backs in the league when they were yeah. when they were firing. So I, I've got respect for the guy. Uh, I wish him good luck, um, but we need to move on from him as well. Uh, mm. I don't think someone like Danny Rose, to have 
have in the changing room when things are not going his yeah, way. Yeah, probably not, no. It's necessarily a good influence on, yeah, the, on the, yeah. the other players around him. Um, yeah. Yeah. But in, yeah, other stuff in the documentary, um, it's, just, it, it, it's just worth what If you haven't, I know you haven't watched it, mm. I, I would just recommend that you watch it. Because well, I haven't got Amazon not, Prime. You said it's out of 12 episodes. I think I'll just get the... The free trial when the twelve are up and just whiz through. But. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely worth um, it's definitely worth viewing. It's not it's not given our club in a, in a negative way. Mm. There's some nice stuff with Tanganga and about being at the club since a young boy, and you know he's worked hard to get through the system. There's some decent stuff with Aurier in there. Um, it, it, there's all these little sort of storylines. Yeah. Um, they they talk to the players about their part, you know, growing up. There's some stuff with um, with Moira. Um, a little kid come over from Brazil and he surprised him in the stadium. Mm. It's all really, um, it's all really positive things actually. Yeah. Um, it's, it's more positive than negative. They don't really concentrate on the bad season as much. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, it, it's definitely yeah. worth a watch. I've I've really enjoyed it actually. Yeah. Well. well, well. You can talk about the next six episodes when they're done, or I might be able to talk yeah. to you about all 12 as well. Uh, but yeah, I think I, I said a few episodes ago, there's no way I'm watching it. But I think I think it was uh, partly because it was a terrible season. Pochettino got fired, and I heard that, that he, they were going to show that. I didn't need to see that. But so it's yeah, good to know that that's not the case. So I will watch it, but when the yeah, 12 seasons are done and get the, the, the free thing. But yeah. Yeah, I, as I said, I definitely have my reservations about it, but I've been pleasantly surprised mm. that um, that's good. If, if, if people haven't watched it, I would definitely recommend that they do. Yeah. Okay, so that's about it for this week, this season preview. Uh, thanks again, Mark. Uh, good to have you back. My pleasure. And hopefully we'll be able to do quite a few uh, games next season, reviewing the games and any other news that comes about in between them. Uh, yeah, I look forward to it. Yeah. And like you say, uh, I've changed my tune, so if you haven't, then try and watch it all or nothing. Uh, apparently, like Mark says, it's maybe quite good and doesn't paint us in a bad light. Uh, again, if you don't follow Mark on Twitter at 1981Spur, uh, any questions you've got for the podcast or comments or anything like that, if you want to be a guest at L Talk Tottenham. And season starts in less than a week now. Uh, our games are next Sunday, four o'clock against Everton, so hopefully we can get off to winning ways there. Uh, thanks again, Mark, and speak to you soon. And thanks for listening.